are the New Orleans Saints good? And will Justin Jefferson even play this weekend? We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Vikings fans. Welcome in, Saints fans. It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Luke Braun. I do Locked On Vikings. I'm here with Ross Jackson, who does Locked On Saints. My good buddy, we do Locked On NFL together every Tuesday as well. So come check that out as well. Got to be my favorite crossover of the year. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> Suck it, <laughs> it's everybody. It's Ross Week. <laughs> Uh, this, I'm sure, very clean and professional crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Ross, Man. are the Saints good? Yeah, great question. That's probably the biggest question that every New Orleans Saints fan is asking right now. They've won two games in a row. Can they win three? Believe it or not, Luke, believe it or not, a three-game win streak would tie their longest win streak since the 2020 season. That's what's in store and at stake for this game this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Was that was that at the end of the 2020 season? Did that include uh, the Alvin Kamara like- six-touchdown disaster game? Oh, that game? I remember that game. Um, no, it <laughs> it was it was like they had that the was farces. the year they Yeah, that was the year <laughs> they had a bye like week five. And then they came off that bye and ripped off like five or six wins. Oh, nice. Okay. And then they finished on the yeah. two game win streak, that game against that game against the um the the Vikings, and then followed by a thirty three point game against the Carolina Panthers, which is also the last time that the New Orleans Saints have scored 30 plus points in back to back games. It was also at the end of the 2020 season. Yeah. Yeah. End of uh, the the Derek Carr or the 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 Drew Brees Brees world. Now we're in the Derek Carr era. Yep. Uh, I guess that to me is the biggest confusion of the Saints. Is that going all right? It feels like it's going fine. And then it just like falls apart. Yeah. uh, Here's what I'll say. Derek Carr over the course of the first five games versus the course of the last four games, most recent four games, wildly different. And for a couple of different reasons, his performance has gone up from over a hundred and it was like 186 or so yard passing yards per game to the first five. Now he's at like 293. So he's taken a big step forward there. Uh, pressure to sack percentage has gone from 36.6% to 8.7%. So that's pretty big as well. 15 sacks, 15 times he was sacked over the course of the first five five games, uh, only four times over the last four games. So it's been pretty big, right? The the run game has kind of been a little bit better, uh, eclipsing over 100 yards. A lot of that having to do with Taysom Hill. The passing game has benefited from that. So you've seen some of the things that have helped Derek Carr, but you've also seen a, 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 a noticeable tick up in Derek Carr's own production as well. And I guess that makes sense, right? New to the team, kind of figuring it out as the season yeah. goes on. Um, so... I don't know if you know, but the Vikings are having a moment. Yeah, there's uh, big, a lot of things going on over there. Right there's now. a couple of things are going How on. How do you uh, even I, pick what the biggest thing is that's happening? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, here's, here's, I guess, the questions that I'm sure a bunch of Saints fans have. Uh, if you don't know who's playing quarterback, it's going to be Joshua Dobbs. Almost yep. certainly there is, I guess, an outside shot that Jaron Hall clears concussion protocol and plays. But that 
um, actually Sam Ekstrom on the Minnesota football party, which is like our local like roundtable show, uh, pointed out that the only person to ever do that, like get a concussion and then play the next week was Brock Purdy uh, a couple weeks ago, which is really well, pretty controversial. Uh, so not anticipating that. Um, and so it'll be Joshua Dobbs. No idea what the actual Joshua Dobbs offense looks like because that game against Atlanta was a total like Fugazi mess. Just do that again. (laughs) Just do that again. It's like absolute catastrophe. And then he just kind of ran around. Uh, it's just whatever they do it, successful or not, it's not going to look like that. It might be something else that works, but it's not yep. going to be that that's very clearly unsustainable. And they're going to try to do something. Uh, they'll, they'll try to teach him a little more about the playbook and hopefully run something more normal. Yeah. Uh, but then the other major thing is like who is playing and who isn't because the Vikings were without right. Christian Darasaw last week. He had a groin injury. He suffered late in the week, missed the game, uh, estimated limited in the walkthrough practice like estimation, which is the only one we know about as of this recording. Mm-hmm. There's also um, TJ Hawkinson rib injury estimated limited. He finished the Falcons game with that. So I anticipate that he will play. And then the big one is Justin Jefferson, who yep. is now uh, designated to come off of IR, but nobody really expects him to play against the saints here. Never say never, but everybody's more so expecting him to come back either next week against the Broncos or we have a buy right after or yeah, we have the the bear. Then the week after that, against the Bears, um, and there's a buy in there as well. So somewhere gotcha. in in that, so but so the window has just started. Yeah, so they activated his practice window. He's got his 21 day window open, but it doesn't necessarily. It's more like they're starting the process of getting him yeah. back more than it is like, oh yeah, he'll be ready this weekend. Yeah, so they asked O'Connell about it today uh, in a presser on Wednesday and said, and he was like, that would be aggressive, which isn't a no, but <laughs> right, it's right, like, right, yeah, it would, I, and it, like that would be aggressive. So, yeah. and they're not going to, I mean, they're in it like active contract negotiations with them after the year. There's no reason to really rush him back, especially considering the team just ripped off four wins in a row without him. Um, but, you know, we, we don't need to be insane about this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And, and look, I mean, uh, this, and isn't KJ Osborne also dealing with a concussion as well? He is concussed. Yeah. Super or do not, not expect him back. Receiver, but, uh, yeah. That was a nasty concussion. So yeah, I, I'm not expecting rough. him back soon. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so it's going to be Jordan Addison mm-hmm. and like guys. Uh, yeah. Brandon Powell is is also there, and then they got they're literally into their practice squad dudes. Yeah. Um, there is we have a second year player Jalen Naylor that everybody was really excited about. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he got hurt in camp, and he's been on IR since. Uh, he's been activated to the 53 man roster now. So we should see his okay. debut as probably de facto wide receiver two after Addison, considering how many other people are hurt. But this is a banged yeah. up Vikings team cobbling together something recognizable with like dudes that many of which did not make the team. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and in no cam acres means a lot more Addison, I imagine. Or Madison, yeah, excuse me. Madison. Yeah, Madison and Addison and Hawkinson. Yeah, I know. And Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, we, one time when, when we were talking about this thing, we had a PJ Williams, a DJ Swearinger, a CJ GJ. Oh, and yeah. And we had uh, JT Gray. So there was well, yeah, CJ we, GJ, PJ <laughs> AT. I don't know. Oh, yeah, now there's AT. Jesus. Yeah. So well, now, now we have CJ Ham, Justin JJ, <laughs> uh, KJ, TJ, and JA. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are things that we find interesting and no one else finds interesting. <laughs> uh, it's so, yeah, it, I mean, it's like crazy that they've that they've accomplished anything with just how banged up and depleted they are. I mean, if you if you ask me before the season, like who are the four guys that cannot get hurt for this Viking season to be successful? The Vikings just won a game without three of them. 
And yeah. that was Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, and Darison. The other guy I would yeah. say is Daniel Hunter. Jar- Jaron Hall. Oh, okay, gotcha. Jar- yeah. <laughs> no, that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, all right. So, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting because, like, look, I mean, you look at the New Orleans State secondary right now. Uh, Marcus May is playing extremely well. Uh, Tyra Matthews uh, playing very well, but I wouldn't say extremely well, right? Uh, as long as he's not matched up with like a six foot six guy in the end zone, he plays great. But like, you know, when they get those mismatches and things like that, it just comes to play in safety. Um, Paul Sadiba right now is allowing the second lowest uh, passer rating amongst all corners in the NFL that have played at least 250 snaps. Uh, Marshall Lattimore is in the top 15 when it comes to that top 10 in uh, forced completion percentage. And Paul Sadiba is at the top of that same list, which includes about 59 guys uh, at forced completion percentage. So like this secondary is ready. Um, and so hmm. if there's going to be guys out there like Jordan Addison, who deserves a lot of respect and a lot of guys that are kind of finding their way or just now coming back or getting their first action that, that kind of, that might lean a little bit towards the same strength. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, I mean, Addison has broken out and is having this like superstar rookie season, Yeah, he's been but it really has been him. The the other guy that should be mentioned is TJ Hawkinson and how yes, the saints will handle TJ Hawkinson, where the offense really runs through him, whether yeah. it's the run or the pass or screens. I mean, he has a crucial load bearing role on everything. So how the saints want to attack him will determine a lot about that game plan. Yeah. Um, and, and in terms of how guys match up, we have quite a bit of that to talk about coming up as well as some actual predictions. This crossover Thursday episode of locked on Vikings and locked on Saints brought to you by friends at DoorDash. Luke, I got hungry earlier, man, but I didn't feel like cooking. I had too much going on. I had to record this crossover. We had to, you know, it's a busy day. We got a lot going on. Didn't want to spend any time standing over the kitchen, standing over the stove, all that stuff. So I ordered uh, uh truly cheese sticks. It's it, great cheesecake spot down here in new Orleans. Got to go and get it. They have a vegan option for little nerds like me. All, all right. right. All right. I'll, I'll be, I'll put it out there, you know, but they've got great, great, great selections at a lot of local spots. You know, you're in New Orleans. You got to have the local spots. Same thing oh, in yeah. Minneapolis. So you want to make sure you're all covered. You're going to want to head over to DoorDash today. Get in on that action. We're going to help you out here. We're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more at DoorDash today. Just download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED2. Three. That's L O C K E D two three. Subject to change. Terms apply. That's fifty percent off, up to a ten dollar value. When you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first order at DoorDash, download the DoorDash app today. Into that promo code LOCK twenty three. Subject to change. Terms apply. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Keeping it rolling on crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Prize Picks. And hey, after you're done listening to this, uh, make sure you go subscribe to the respective YouTube channels, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Saints, and check them out on Fridays where mm. NFL Kickoff Live is going on. Uh, that will preview that week, upcoming weekend's games. Talk a little bit about uh, whatever horror show we see on Thursday Night Football. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but, Justin Fields. It's not going to be yep, great. It's a. You know what? I'm about to go stand for a Josh Dobbs team. 
I'll stay in my glass house right <laughs> let's now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, Joshua Dobbs did well, and maybe that's the first matchup we should talk about. Jo Joshua Dobbs did well. He was very mobile. Um, yeah. And when things are going wrong, when your your calls aren't coming out right, when you are uh, your protections aren't getting declared right, when communication issues are happening, plays bust. Getting a, being able to escape the pocket and run around is like yeah. the thing that gives you a floor, right? Like that's your safety net. So I guess the first matchup question that I have is how do the Saints deal with mobile quarterbacks? Great question. Not well. Um, you know who <laughs> oh, else? No. You know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs get a lot of running last week. You know who else did a lot of running last weekend? Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan ran eight times for 70 yards. It's an eight. Oh my God. Point, yeah. That's an 8.8 .8 average per rush. Uh, now, you know how it goes. Quarterback scramble averages are usually up right, there. Right. Because there's one 30 yarder in there. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But here's the thing 70 yards, right? The longest run was 20. So he got out there oh, consistently. So he got out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to put it in even further perspective, eight rushes for 70 yards for Tyson Bajan. The Saints ran 27 times. For 87 yards, so about 17 more. So here's the deal. The Saints right now lack structure in their pass rush. They all kind of try to get gone. after the quarterback. Yep, they all try to get after the quarterback, and because of that, it opens up those lanes in the middle of the field, middle of the offensive line, all mm. those things, and then gives that escape route. And then because the Saints play so much man coverage – that was my everybody's, next question. Yep. Everybody's back is turned. So that's what ends up costing the New Orleans Saints a lot when it comes to these mobile quarterbacks. They're not losing games because, because of it, but they're certainly not winning games as comfortably as they should because of it. That's for sure. Got it. And so, I mean, we're pretty new to Joshua Dobbs, so I can't really tell you a lot about uh, his style, strengths, and weaknesses. I haven't. We haven't known him that long. He will have right. been a Viking for 12 days. Yeah, this and he's about to start off. his, like, 11th game. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. start his 11th. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. right. And he started a whole bunch for for Arizona, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, so let me flip to the other side of the ball then and ask my other big matchup question, which is how do the Saints deal with blitzes? This one's weird. If you aren't familiar, the Vikings are very <laughs> weird on defense. Uh, they either rush three or six. Four yeah. man rushes are for nerds. Uh, they lead the league by a mile. They lead the league in, in six plus rushes. It's they, they just send the house all the time. Almost half the time they're sending those guys. Yeah. Uh, and they also lead the league in, in rush three, drop eight. So we're either sending that's everybody insane. or nobody. Yeah, that's just wild. <laughs> and, and it's a lot of simulated pressure, right? You line up seven guys on the line of scrimmage and then drop four of them out. And it's actually a drop eight coverage. So yep. how do how do the Saints deal with that kind of thing post snap? But also is this a team that you want to send the house against? I mean, I'm so used to the Saints not being the team to blitz because of Drew Brees. Great question. It, it, um, are they the team you blitz now or no? Um, it, it goes it goes a little bit both ways. I, I do want to say real quick, just for additional context for, for the Saints folks that are listening and watching, um, when you think about what Luke just explained about sort of those pressure fronts, think about the Saints on third down. The Saints on third down will have their three defensive linemen, two linebackers, sugar in the A-gaps, and the two safeties over the outside. The so they're, they're lining up everybody. And, yeah. and it's some drop, some rush. Like that's very, yeah. that's very much. But think about that like all the time. Uh, yeah, they for, just live there <laughs> for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Derek Carr has performed well against blitzes, has not performed super well consistently 
under pressure. So that's that's going to be the big thing. He's really good at di- diagnosing where a blitz is coming from and knowing where to go with the ball because of that. His gotcha. first read, uh, his first read percentage has ticked up quite a bit over the course of the past couple of games because of exactly that. Uh, but when he gets the pressure, that's where you can see the uh, passer rating come down. You see completion percentage go down. You see even adjusted completion percentage go down. But you see his average depth of target go up. So that means he panics a little bit, right? Hmm. He just guns the ball downfield when that pressure is coming. Screw it, Rashid mm. he's down there somewhere kind of attitude. It's and like and me and can, Madden. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and so it's like it, that's a little bit of what it is. So it's so it goes both ways. It's like it, it's there's value in blitzing because if you get the pressure, it's going to disrupt the timing of the Saints offense. But if the pressure doesn't get there, and thanks to guys like Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, who have stepped up big time in pass protection out of the backfield, they've done a good job keeping that at bay here over the recent weeks. So that's been a big, big piece of it. Let me ask you uh, from the from the opposite perspective, when you think about the New Orleans Saints pass rush, right? The Saints don't blitz a lot. They go four man front quite a bit. They blitz on third down situationally to send, you know, Demario Davis. Sometimes they save that towards the end of the game, like what you saw against Chicago last week when he had that sack fumble that helped to seal the game. How do you feel about the Vikings offensive line against a Saints defensive line that doesn't use a lot of supplemental pressure? I think it depends on who plays. In, in particular, I think it depends a lot on if Darisaw plays. Because um, mm. David Questenberry, Dalton Reisner hasn't been here for a long time, but the Vikings have had, which is, this is bizarre, we have not had this in a while, but they've had one of the better pass-protecting lines in the league this year. Wow. Um, they've just been winning. And mm. it's crazy because they were one of, they were pretty strongly below average last year, and it, they w- waltzed into the season with the same group of people. Mm. Week two, they saw, signed Dalton Reisner. He goes in for an injured Ezra Cleveland, plays well too, and the Vikings trade Ezra Cleveland and say, we're good with this guy, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's just been like success after success. But you lose Christian Derisaw. Uh, their backup tackle, Oli Udo, got hurt in the preseason as well. So they're going with David Questenberry in like year 13, and that depth is starting to get past the point where we're happy about it. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see if Derisaw with that groin injury plays. Um, in terms of those four-man rushes, I'm going to guess there's a lot of stunts. That has been tougher with the Vikings, although Mm. I will say in particular, that's one of the things that Dalton Reisner gives them that's better uh, than I I think Ezra Cleveland made that mistake a bunch and Reisner didn't. Um, So hopefully that can keep things together. But a lot of it, too, is that Cousins, when we had Cousins, the ball would get out, you know, drop depths would be very consistent and that would help against those blitzes. They had their blitz answers. Uh, like they could get to, you could get to that hot when you've got a veteran quarterback, the same as, as yep. with Derek Carr, when you have somebody that's just been around the block, you can, it's not flashy, but you can get to that check down and see if somebody yep. can run after the catch. Um, with Dobbs, I have no earthly idea what happens. Is he going to break <laughs> out and run? Is he going to heave something stupid? You get him under pressure, flushed out of the pocket. You can see some crazy Mahomes crap, or you can see see the dumbest interception you've seen in your life. Mm. Like a whole bunch of different things can happen. So it's just impossible to predict. Like this, of all of the games, I think that I will cover this season. This is going to be the hardest one to predict. Oh just yeah, in general, I have no idea what happens on those blitzing third downs, and that's what's going to drive this game. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a 
keen, keen observation and keen point there. Uh, to the to the Derek Carr or to the getting the ball out perspective, Derek Carr over the past four games gotten the ball at 2.38 seconds. Before that, he was holding it to about 2.5. So you could see that he's like getting the ball out a little bit quicker. That one little, sure. you know, extra. Yeah, that's bit a lot. Has, that two tenths is a lot. That's a big. That's a big adjustment. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, how Dobbs ends up kind of. Uh, yeah, where he falls on the spectrum of that. Um, and before no, okay. before the show, you mentioned Olave as like a matchup guy. Yep, right? I was about to say my next big matchup is the Saints wide receivers up against this yeah. Minnesota secondary. Like, what's your perspective on that? So the Vikings have done great against a lot of these guys. They they had one total breakdown where Keenan Allen put up two bills on them. Sure. Um, where the Chargers just did a great job of executing a, a downfield offense quickly, like an actually just incredible job of doing mm-hmm. that. It becomes more of a, of a matchup of can Josh Metellus tackle Alvin Kamara. And that's uh-huh. the thing um, that the game ends up coming down to, or, you know, can Jordan Hicks get off a block from the tight end out in space and, yeah. and go make that tackle so that it, you know, second and seven doesn't convert and it turns into a third and four. And then we can blitz the crap out of you there. Yeah. That's the, the texture of every game Vikings game. Man, that is chaos over there. It's that bizarre. Is just chaotic. <laughs> in like the best way possible. Like I don't mean that in, in a bad weird. I mean like I love football. That's chaotic football. And oh, I yeah. love chaotic football. So all right. That's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we let's try to parse out this chaos and exactly what needs yeah. to happen for each team to win. Uh that is what's coming up next. Look, you want to be prepared, right? You want to be ready for the next big weather event. You want to be ready for, you know, supply shortages, things like that. Stuff that's kind of outside of your control. You want to try to have as much control of it as possible. Now you can do that. Thanks to our friends over at Jace Medical. With Jace Medical, you can get a bunch of, you know, life-saving antibiotics with the Jace case. You can get different daily medications for up to a year's worth of uh, supply and everything. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you can get that could have a big time positive impact on your family. And it's all thanks to our friends over at Jace Medical. We want you to go to jacemedical.com right now to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Uh, remember to use the promo code Locked On as well for a discount. Verified customers had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues forced me to cut pills in half just to have my medication. I've ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are low, lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. And we recommend this for you as well. So if you or someone you love would like to have some peace of mind for having that year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. All right, Ross. Enough stalling. We gotta All we gotta right. figure out what's gonna happen in this game. <laughs> All right. I, here's it. I think we've we've sort of driven at it. I I think whoever counters pressure better gets to yeah. win this game. And whether that comes in the form of you know Derek Carr doing what Justin Herbert did. If if I'm the Saints, I'm watching that Chargers tape and saying, can we do any of that? Can we pull this yep. off? I think that's the tape that solves the Vikings. And I don't really think anybody else, even the chiefs had their struggles with it. I don't think anybody else has been able to pull off offense in that way. And the Vikings have gone a string of some pretty rough quarterback play, uh, you know, not even close to Justin Herbert. So we'll see if Derek Carr can do that. And I think, you know, the, uh, the, the young quarterbacks, the Vikings have faced 
have had a way harder time than the guys that have a little bit of experience, at least just game managing, like game yeah, managing yeah, yeah. quarterbacks can, can, uh, can survive here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it feels to me like on both sides of the ball, that's the big thing. This one is going to be determined in the first two seconds of every play in the trenches. Yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it. And I, I have a thing on my show that I talk about all the time about like how football is really about stacking moments. It's very rarely yeah. you got to play the full 60 minutes, but it's very mm-hmm. rarely about what happens throughout the entire 60 minutes. It's who had the one big turnover at the wrong time, who mm-hmm. you know, had the uh, the big touchdown at the right time, wh- whatever it might be. It's about moments. And I think if the Saints can find or the Vikings can find one or two moments at the right time, I think about the the amount of pressure that uh, or the amount of blitzing rather that Minnesota likes to do one screen pass at the right time that properly counters that blitz, get the one block on the perimeter and then you get the opportunity to pick up more uh, more yardage or the one well timed Joshua Dobbs scramble on a third and 12 or something like that. Those are going to be the moments that are going to decide this game. So what one of these teams is going to have to have enough control to control those moments. And I think whoever comes out stacking, like if we took the top 10 best plays from this game, whoever's got six wins this game. <laughs> like that's yeah. the way that I really look at this, which isn't always the case. Well, so here's a stat for Saints fans. Then the Vikings are a bottom five turnover differential team in the league. They have given away 12 fumbles. They, the fumbles have been Ooh. an absolute disaster. It was a lot worse in the beginning of the season. I think they had nine in the first four games or mm-hmm. maybe the first five. Uh, and so they've, they've sort of chilled it out a little bit, but it's still like ball security has been absolutely a big issue for the Vikings. Um, so when it comes to, you know, who's going to make that big play, a lot of those early losses where the Vikings started, you know, oh, and three, and now they've ripped off five to six. Right. Um, but that Owen three start was fueled basically entirely by turnovers. Mm. So if the, it, you know, it, I, I know it's not like the most groundbreaking analysis ever to be like, don't turn the ball over and you win the game, but like, don't turn the ball over and you win the game. That's the type of game that this is going to be though. Like it's going to be that tightly contested. I imagine the saints right now, number two are tied for second in the NFL with the chargers, by the way, uh, in turnover. Di- or I'm sorry. No, no, no. They're tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They trail the chargers and the Bengals in turnover yeah, differential. They're at, they're at plus eight right now. Uh, and they got 12 interceptions on the season. And that's huge for them because, look, this is a team that had only seven interceptions last season, a, a franchise low. Right now, they've got eight guys with interceptions, including mm-hmm. Paul Sanibo, who's got forward and things right now. And so I, I think that that's got to be the big thing. Like, to me, it's Didn't the they all deep- come in one game? No, they, no um, he's had three in the last two, and then he had one early on in the season. Oh, okay. So he did have two. He did have two last week. He did two have in a, a game. Okay. Yeah, he did have a third takeaway last week, though. Oh, that's what it was. Punch out. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, with yeah. the fumble. Man, um, what a game! What a game that dude had. And and he's had like a good couple of weeks. Can he keep it going? This is a game where you want to see that, right? Like this is a game for the big yeah. names. This is a game for the big names for both of these teams, uh, and, and and the big playmakers, right? Whether they are established yeah. playmakers or just like or just the guys that go out there and make the plays, like that's what this game to me is going to come down. Yeah, to. the Vikings don't have their playmakers. That's right. The that's thing. why I say so. It's, it's kind of a next man up game. And make those plays. Yeah, who can you know become I mean? a playmaker? Yeah. Um, yeah. And if one of the most underrated playmakers, I think, in the entire league is, and de- definitely the most underrated guy in the Vikings is Josh Metellus. He's mm. not a household name. He has been the big nickel. He's the third safety. So he's the big nickel and he is playing basically nickel 
they they go in big nickel more than they go in regular nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has been all over the field. He's been instrumental in the run. He's forced turnovers. He's the guy that gets in and recovers the fumble. He's the guy with the wherewithal to make the heady play, big pass, breakup, big tackle. He just does all the little dirty work things right. Mm-hmm. And it's made, you know, it's endeared him to everybody. He was voted unanimous captain this year. Uh, big special teams presence as well. Although I don't actually know if they even have him playing special teams anymore because his on field from scrimmage role is so important. He got an extension this off season. Yeah. Um, to me, he is a key to every game in really unsung ways. And I, I don't think I talk about him enough on locked on Vikings. Uh, but he's, it's, it's exciting to see exactly how he's going to show up. Cause it's always something different. You know, sometimes yeah. the big TFL, sometimes it's just deconstructing the right block or playing contain properly. Sometimes it's, you know, nailing down on some, you know, basic over the middle from or or lining up on the line of scrimmage and then backing off into a middle third zone. So he's just like bailing out 30 yards and just like an insane person Jeez. because the Brian Flores defense is wild. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's and if he's playing that nickel role, that means he's going to draw Chris Olave a lot and he's going to draw Michael Thomas a lot. Uh, yeah, maybe play a lot. And, well, the, both it, of them play if a lot they're worried about it, it'll be Byron Murphy, Got Byron it. Murphy. When they go in normal nickel or dime, like when they have three corners, mm-hmm. uh, Byron Murphy slides to the inside. And then there's actually the, the third guy that comes out has actually kind of been a rotation slash competition thing between Andrew Booth and Makai Blackman. A couple of oh, interesting. Uh, young players. Yeah. It's the, the personnel on the defensive secondaries is really interesting. Sometimes they'll come out in four safeties and run dime that way. And then they'll like, blitz four of them and back off a D tackle. And you're like, what is happening ever? Sounds very familiar. <laughs> sounds very familiar. Actually. It sounds a lot like Dennis Allen. Like there, there are some pieces of that <laughs> it's where you're watching. Then all of a sudden, like Alante Taylor is blitzing out of the slot, but Colin Saunders, the 300 pound defensive tackles in like the middle of the field playing. Yeah. Like playing a hook what zone. Is, you're like, what, what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, <laughs> well, and the reason for that too, it, they probably have similar blitz rules where mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you're mugging both a gaps, uh, whoever the center turns toward is the guy that backs off yep. and then offenses yep. know that. So they'll turn the protections toward the bigger guy yep. and make the, you know, the big dude play the hook zone, but yep. it's, Happens yeah, it's, it's time. very weird stuff. And it, th- when the Vikings needed a D coordinator, they did interview Ryan Nielsen. So At, yeah, they were looking at the same stuff and Ryan Nielsen's doing the same stuff over in Atlanta <laughs> as well. So they were clearly interested in this particular style. Gotta love it. All right. What's your prediction? What are we doing? What are we thinking? Chaos, man. I genuinely, I don't think I can. Like, I, do you want me to say an arbitrary no, number just to have one on record? No, like, no, we definitely don't have to. <laughs> this is a game. I'm with you on this one. This is a game where I have no idea where this is going, but I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be fun. Vikings Saints week is always a good time uh, in U.S. Bank Stadium. Do you know if the Saints are going to rock the color rush? Are they going to be that kind of team yet. again? They, they haven't done it yet this season, so there's okay. a chance that it happens. Uh, they like I to do that the, with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll get an idea of what the mannequin in the locker room is dressed up like, and that's usually the 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 uh, that's on the Friday practice, and that's when Got we it. usually find out what the uniform is going to be. So I'm crossing my fingers yeah. for some color rush, though. We'll see if they do it. Very, very weird stuff definitely is going to happen. And I'll, I'll say this on every crossover. Don't touch that dial. The Vikings can lead by three scores or trail by three scores. That game is coming down to the wire. They just have that magic about them. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> <laughs> so for Ross Jackson and Locked on Saints, I'm Luke Braun. I do Locked on Vikings. Always encourage both fan bases. Go listen to the other show. Scout the enemy a little bit. Saints fans, you're welcome to come on down. Listen to whatever we've done this week on Locked on Vikings. And of course, vice versa. See you guys all next time.